Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Uh, Jackie Cation here with the guy I worked with in Colorado at the Comedy Works last week, Sam Adams, uh, one, your, your your name is Samuel Adams. Do you prefer in conversation, Samuel or Sam? Sam. Do you enjoy no. Sam? Okay. Uh, Sam is, is what the teachers called me, except for my fourth grade teacher. She liked to stick the needle in me. <laughs> All right. And then here's my question is what is your, like when people want to come and see you do stand up, and it is very funny, very smart, very silly, all of my favorite things. Uh, where should they, did, is there a samueladams.com? I forgot to ask all of these questions. There's a samadamsdoescomedy.com. Oh, no, no Sam Adams does comedy. There is probably yeah. a good idea because your name is Sam Adams. Yeah. Uh, doescomedy.com. I and should then, go to Samuel Adams does comedy just to see if there's some other guy. Right, right. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that guy's doing comedy too. Yeah. What about uh, Twitter and Instagram? Or do you have such a thing? TikTok? I'm on. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok or or Twitter. I should probably jump on, but I'm at Sam Adams Does Comedy. That's and, okay. It's all the same, so that's good. Yeah. The consistency, they say, in social media is the way to go. I can't so, remember. That's why. <laughs> right, right. Just go with one and done. It's uh, so. So, Sam, you're going to be at we're on the Dork Forest. We're talking. People are listening. Hello, Rangers of the Dork Forest. Uh, you enjoy. It's a band and it's a band. I know this band, but I don't know enough about this band to say, oh, there's this band. So it's Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes. Just the, the mention of the name. OK. I'm serious. And, just, yeah. any, anybody says it. I just. Yeah. Okay, so that all I remember, so I had uh, Ali Willis on who wrote a couple of their songs and um, and she is from Detroit and they are from Chicago, maybe. Yes, the, the, the uh, leader of the band, the late Maurice White uh, out of Chicago, his brother, who's still playing bass for Dean uh, out of Chicago. And then they just started recruiting from around the country, including Denver. And okay. We'll get, in, we'll get into that. They, they, they've got Denver ties. Okay. And uh, so the Earth, Wind & Fire is is a, a rock band. This much we know, right? Well, I, I would say more like R&B. Okay. 
Yeah. So tell me to, what kind of band what this is. I know September. That's the song. That's the only yeah. one I can think of right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, I, I go back. Uh, I, I'm 62. OK. And a half. <laughs> we, you know, when we get older, you count the halves. Right. The it's just like when you were five. I'm a yeah. five and a half. And now you're yeah. 62 and a half. Okay. And a half. But it, it, for me, Earth, Wind and Fire uh, came into focus uh, when I was 13. So 1973. Uh, okay. I, I started playing music a couple of years earlier. And we talked about this in the green room. You know, I played trumpet. Yeah. Played trumpet. Right. And, uh, and uh, so uh, hearing bands that had horns uh, started to appeal to me. Right. Right. Because that was a big thing in the in the 60s and 70s. They yeah. all had horn sections. Yeah. You know, James Brown had his horn section and, and they okay. his sound. So the horns would be blaring while James Brown was stepping and all. So it, and it hooked you. And uh, but then Earth, Wind and Fire, when they hit the scene, uh, it was really uh, uh, their vocals. It was a song called Head to the Sky. And they had these high voices. Philip Bailey, uh, the lead singer, who's still with them. He's from Denver. Uh, and it, and, it, and it's, it's vocals that, that caught the attention. But then in 1974, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Ralph, he played drums. And he saw me walking down the street, saw me walking down 114th Street in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And I had my trumpet case with me and he's in his room up in the attic. And I hear this voice go, Hey man, what's in that case? <laughs> That's how he sounded back then. Right, right, right. And I was like, well, my old man is talking to me, you know? Right. <laughs> and I go, it's a trumpet. That's how I <laughs> you know? And, uh, and uh, he comes down the stairs and we start. To, that's how we became best friends. Right. Uh, just talking about music. And I would go to his house and he put on records and yep. 45s. And the first 45 that we listened to that had us both jamming at the same time was a song called Mighty Mighty by Earth, Wind and Fire. OK. And what and album is that an early album? Too, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, Open Our Eyes. Oh, a cassette. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you really, yeah. it's, it's yeah. very yeah. exciting. Oh, no, I got cassettes. I got CDs. It, this is crazy. Uh, right. Uh, but uh, it, it had this bouncy funk beat uh, and, and their vocals. Uh, Earth, Wind & Fire is a band, Jackie, that you listen to half of their songs and you don't know what they're saying. And it's not that right. they're not enunciating, they're right. just, but you just make up words. Okay. Your own words, uh, you know. Right, right. For example, I don't know the song. I is September about September. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember the twenty first time? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it is about September, but it isn't about September. It's just but, set in September. Yeah, but by the time they get into it, they're saying body and you're like body, body, yeah, body, yeah. What are they saying? Yeah, but that's what they're actually saying. Body, Say that you remember, and body eye is just cold. But we don't know what to put right in here. No, no. <laughs> okay, you know, it's so they're like, just, it's like yeah. when you're thinking of a song, like like if you're a songwriter, I suppose they do this, and you're kind of like, yeah, 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 just a funk, da 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 da, yeah. And it becomes the word. And they got songs where they just go, and you're like, what the hell are you singing? Right, right, right. So they're just, they just, they're enjoying the music more than the lyrics. And you just roll with it. So, yeah. 
So, so back to Mighty Mighty, Mighty, Mighty was just a song. And, and Ralph and I, we just got into it so tough. It was like, man, I wish we could play that. Yep. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and that became the mantra for our band. We wound up having a street band. Okay. Uh, Ralph, Ralph is two years older than me. So okay. I'm playing with these guys. I'm 14 and these guys are 16, 17. We had a couple of. Uh, they knew guys. everything. There's they, nothing like yeah. a 16, 17 year old guy to really, yeah. really know all the things. You Have know, you ever I mean, been boy splained by a young man child about 16 or 17? Because no, uh, uh, <laughs> that guy, that guy knows everything. I don't know if you know I mean, that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm leaning on them to tell me exactly because you're 14 I, I have no brothers so these guys become my brothers you know yes. oh and that's that, so we started playing in bars uh in nightclubs around cleveland they used to have to take a crayon a black crayon and, and darken in my peach fuzz so oh. <laughs> oh right right to pass for 18 yeah yeah okay yeah but what we found out right away was don't try to cover earth wind and fire really yeah like we we could cover Cool and the Gang, and we could cover you know some of the funk bands from back then, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Those yeah. Bands. But if you were going to do Earth, Wind, and Fire, you better sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, you had to stick the landing because otherwise people would get mad. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, you know because their sound was so original. Yeah. That people wanted to hear it, not your version. They wanted right. to hear it. <laughs> If right. you didn't sound like them, you would get booed. So and, here's my question. Has anyone covered Earth, Wind and Fire? Oh, like, hear, are there bands? I hear bands that that, that cover like September. That's a, a popular cover song. Yeah. Uh, Shining Star. Right. Uh, which became their big hit that kind of crossed them over on the That's the Way of the World album. OK. Which came after um, uh, the one that I just showed you, uh, Open Our Eyes. Okay. Uh, that, that's when Earth, Wind, and Fire really started to catch the ear of America and not right. just Black America. It was like now they're playing them on, you know, pop. Right, right KQ or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That was just R&B. They became R&B pop stars and they shot up to number one with Shining Star. You're a shining star no matter who you are. Shining oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. You can truly be. And bands cover it, but they don't know how to play it in the tempo. So it comes, okay. out, real, it comes out real fast. So for me, a former musician, when I hear them, I'm just like, y'all should play something else. Right, right, right. You really should. Uh, Sam, I'm going to say that something keeps crackling on your headphones or something. So do me a favor, unplug your headphones because I don't know if you're using a mic. I think you're just shouting into your laptop, which I am entirely in favor of. Uh, okay. oh, you you uh, played it through your shirt like a pro. You know, uh, I didn't want people to know that I don't have wireless. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was Rain- the best I could do. <laughs> right. Dork Forest. Uh, wow. Safe space, my friend. Uh, you uh, to, 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 to be a Luddite would be actually uh, somebody else's dorkdom. I told so, you it was the first time. I, right. I, yeah. This is your first ever uh, podcast. And I'm actually on an old CRT. I'm not even on the laptop. I'm what is a CRT? Old office computers. From oh, you're at an office computer. <laughs> okay. Do you, oh, I was like, are you using a webcam that's attached to the top of your monitor? Nah, man, this is this is a laptop. Okay, fair enough. I was I just like, a, I have a mood oh, ring I, or whatever you call it. I'm I felt in the 21st century. Okay, you are indeed. 
21st century. Uh, by the way, I am uh, talking with Sam Adams, and I don't know if you know this. Sam Adams does comedy. dot com at Sam Adams dot comedy uh, does comedy, and uh, find him Denver comic, very funny. And so, so those are the like are but are there any other? You know how like Dolly Parton wrote songs, and then Whitney Houston covered it and became it became bigger. Is there anything like that with Earth, Wind, and Fire, or did Earth, Wind, and Fire blow themselves up? Like they were the big deal yeah, with Earth, all of their songs. Yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire blew themselves up. After that, that's the way of the world album. Yeah, um, you know the anticipation for what was coming next, and and and, and Jackie, what made them. Uh, in, intriguing uh, as they started to cross over. Um, uh, and I read and, and heard uh, the founder, uh, Maurice White, and so okay. talk about how um, like they wanted to separate themselves from the other bands. And, they, and, and he referred to the other bands as drill teams, uh, not in a demeaning way, but you would go and see them and they all had choreographed the same choreographed steps. Like if you watch. Yeah, the, 69. Uh, and yeah, yeah in, yeah, in the 60s. Everybody did the same move and then uh, and they wanted to separate themselves. So they were coming up with like stage presentations that were um you know, very imaginative. They had pyramids in the background because pyramids is strong in 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 the formation of Earth, Wind, and Fire. That that you know. Oh right, right. Founder, so, yeah. Why are they named Earth, Wind, and Fire? Besides, uh, it's the coolest name ever. It's the coolest name ever. That's why when you said it, I was just like, yeah, like 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 the dream is to introduce Earth, Wind, and Fire, so you could say presenting Earth, <laughs> Wind, and Fire. You know, right. You know, and that wasn't anybody's name. Like nobody is no. Joe Fire no. and Larry no. Wind. No. Uh, there's no. We're, we're talking to Sam Earth right now. <laughs> So, right, right. My buddy it's, Ralph Wind and I, we was listening. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, it, it's, I, I don't want to come off like, like, like uh, so knowledgeable that I know the no. history. So I don't want to mess it up. But yeah. the founder, again, Maurice White, uh, had a strong tie to reading about Egyptian pyramids and those type of things. And, uh, and if you go back and like Google the history of them, you'll see photos that he took, like he visited uh, oh, OK. So he took some of his cash and he's like, I'm going to Egypt. No, yeah, I have always wanted to go to he, Egypt. He was infatuated by it. And uh, and, and so they're they're known as the elements of the universe. And, and, and right. Right. And it goes back to him saying, I want our name to be something, you know, uh, that has something to do with the elements of the universe. And they came up with Earth, Wind and Fire, which I guess is better than Hurricane Right, right. It was just like a natural disaster, yeah, right? Yeah. As as the name of a band, a different kind of music, natural yeah. disaster. That's well, more well, punk. Well, once everybody caught on to it, and I mean everybody in terms of the crossover, um, uh, you know, you, you liked the sound and you wondered what was coming next. But for the band, it was, yeah, they like our sound. But when they come to see us, what kind of show? Not just the music. right. Oh, what? they wanted the whole picture. Oh they, oh, they wanted, you know, they they one year they came and they had a stage presentation that was uh, choreographed by a, 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 an illusionist, Doug Henning. Oh, my gosh. So he would make members of the band during points of the show disappear. Uh, the bass OK, bass that's that's awesome. Spin. Yeah. So you, like like if you were sitting up close. You know, and then they would have video screens. So, you know, if you're sitting way up, you know, at the top of the Coliseum or wherever. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, you you got to see it, but like their imagination went beyond just the sound of the music. It was right, because the, the the songs themselves are super catchy and really fun, and the way and the way their vocals and that and the musicianship is elaborate, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But when they showed up. Because I do remember like a lot of the bands, like the group bands, not the not the Beatles, because they were also trying to do their own thing, but like group bands who'd be on Ed Sullivan and um, they were choreographed. They'd be like there'd be like a, a, a kick and a slide. And, a, you yeah. know, we're all doing this and they're like, we're, we're blowing it up. We're just going to do. And and so if they have are they more rock band in the way that they're kind of jumping around. But if there there's a, is there a horn? How many people are in this band? Well, you know, I remember seeing them one time and thinking, is it like 27 people, you know, <laughs> but, but in reality, uh, three horns, three horns, uh, a lead and a rhythm guitar. So we got, we got five. Uh, uh, the lead singer is also a percussionist. Okay. Uh, they actually have uh, two singers one is philip bailey jr <laughs> oh oh nice you know, yeah one of the originals now i have a son now it's a dynasty so it's about it's about 10 or 11 piece band right now okay yeah so it's almost do you ever see ozo motley i was like how do they split the check uh because you know with stand-up you get one check yeah. and you get to keep it uh with a band if there's eight people in this band you better be successful yeah. you should you should just come out jackie next time you're out just come out with three background comics <laughs> that it's yeah. i think todd glass <laughs> does that but i don't know what he pays them but it does sound We'll just do a little step, step up to the mic and <laughs> go back, you know, da, 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 huh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you would you prefer this if a white guy said this in a hoodie and uh, here he's going to take the applause break for me and uh, Jackie and the humorist, you know, or some weird name. Right, right, right. So 10, 10 people and any women in the band or no? I want to had uh, a female singer included. Uh, she didn't sing Lane. Lee, right. He was, you know, they, they just they, harmony kind of their vocals. Um, and, and here was the other thing when I talked about you didn't dare try to duplicate them. You know, I was really infatuated and still am by the sound of the horns and the funk that mm-hmm. comes. Uh, with a lot of their music. Right. There's bass and there's horns. And that is a a cool beat. Yeah. This is moving. You're just, you know, constantly going, but their ballads are legendary. You talked about Ailey Willis and some of the songs that she wrote. um, uh, I mean, after the love is gone uh, reasons, which is the first ballad that really set them out there. And if you tried to sing reasons and, and, and we were young enough back then that like our band would enter talent shows. Yeah. Always be some group that had some dude that could sing real high. Cause Philip Bailey has a, a, a octave, a, a, an opera ish octave. Okay. Voice. So he sings real high. And if you tried to sing reasons, you know, like, like right now, if I go reasons, my neighbor will be like, shut up. You know, <laughs> And they don't even know the rest of the song. <laughs> uh, but if you tried to sing that song, the audience would just be like, no, 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 no. But, okay. but, but the background to a song like that had high, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's har- har- harmonies. Yeah. So needed a woman. To what, was, what was her name? Uh, I, you know what? I'd have to look and see. Yeah, um, yeah. Because oh. there must, it's been 50 years. 
Oh, no. So let me look how, are that's all their albums or many of them? This is many of them. Okay. This, this is this is some of them that I don't have in cassette. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you still have a cassette player? I assume yeah, you do. I do. I have a baby boom box. Oh, very nice. Because there you go. The, yeah. It's of the age. You might as well have the boom box. I, Keep I the boom box. I can't recall her name. Uh, and she might have been uh, married to one of the guys in the band. Sure, sure. It's because is that where they got their talent? Like, did it start out with an initial like the Philip Philip Bailey? Is that was his name? Well, it started Maurice Maurice. Now Maurice White uh, was a drummer for a key a pianist named Ramsey Lewis. Okay, Ramsey Lewis is a, a very well known jazz pianist. Okay. Uh, uh, his his big hit back in the '60s was "I'm in with the in crowd." That that's, oh yeah, those were the words. But he played it, you know. Okay. And Maurice was the drummer, but Maurice always had another thought. As yeah. far as like like Maurice had R and B. Everyone I've ever met that's in a band is also in like three other bands, and you're like. Yeah, I don't know if it's like keeping irons in the fire or if they're just musicians and they need to play all the time. Yeah. And they like to play different stuff. So, yeah, well, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, you could be an opera singer, but you like uh, choir. Yeah. You 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 sing like at the church. And yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and, and a lot of church singers who end up doing R&B or whatever. Right. Uh, right. You know, they still sing at church, it turns out. You know, right. But Maurice went out and started his own band, his brother, Verdine, uh, um, the Dean Arino, they call him the energy of the band. <laughs> okay. You have to know that Sam Adams is showing me pictures of himself with members of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, I take it you've seen them live. Uh, I, 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 oh, God. Uh, which ticket stub would you like to see? <laughs> and, and have you ever seen them in a. I, how did you get to meet them? Did you meet them in a small enough venue yeah, that you were I'm like, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to take you through this. Oh, I'm we're 30 to, minutes in my friend. I'll, I'll try to be fast. Yeah. We can talk about, but the first time I saw earth, wind and fire was 1976, August of 1976. I, had, I got my first car like a month before. So, and I think I told you in the email, I've had okay. some really tough moments. Right. It's a, you, you've, you've tried to use Earth, Wind and Fire to, to no. forward relationships is what well, I think your I'm email said. Say that, but uh, the first time didn't work. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I go to the concert with a young lady that lived around the corner from me who apparently was a lot faster than her age. Okay, and we're both teenagers. Okay, right. I'm 16, and, and okay, and so I'm driving my 1972 blue Ford Maverick. Just got it. Congratulations! Yes, four years old. You know, sure. And, and and so I'm driving it, and Richfield Coliseum. They call it the Cleveland Coliseum, but it's Richfield. It's like 40 miles away from Cleveland. Oh wow! This is my first long drive in my car, and my first concert. Mm-hmm. All at the same time. So wow. We get, there, we get out of the car and we go in, we have a great time. We're, and we're sitting up at the top, but we heard the music. It was great. Yeah. We leave along with 17,000 people. Right. And after leaving the building, I realized I never paid attention to where I parked. Never. Oh, no. Oh, right. Right. Because you're 16. Yeah. I and so we are walking around the building. 
This is this is going to be the end of a very bad day. I swear, after the first rotation around, and now you know she's kind of like some dude walks up. He looks like Huggy Bear on right Starsky Starsky and Hutch. Antonio Fargus, I think, is his name. Uh, But some tall dude in a all green suit with a pimp hat, an amazing, amazing outfit, but feather coming out of it, and he's thirty. He's at least, <laughs> at least. And he goes to her, hey, baby, what you doing here? And she calls him by name. And she says, well, I was with him, but he can't find his car. And she, he goes, yeah, well, come on. I'm going to take you home. And I'm like. What just happened? Yeah. And they go off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so glad she knew him because he never acknowledges me. He's got on heels that are like this, you know, back in the 70s. Like what it was right, right, right. You know, he's just he's just a grown. He's, he's a, a grown, grown man. Grown. Yeah, you can swear. But yeah, he is he, definitely a grown, a grown man. That's man. And I'm a, literally a teenage boy. And I'm looking up and like what? And, they go, and I keep walking around. Right. Look, if you got to find your car now, well, the parking lot thins out. This isn't a, hey, let me call somebody, you know, 76. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just I just 40 like, miles away. Thin yeah. out. Yep. And then there's my car sitting there like one of those old uh, Sears commercials about the battery. Where there's <laughs> one car in the parking lot. I believe it's in one of the oldest South Dakota, North, maybe Minnesota, but it's like 58 yeah. degrees below zero. And then they show you that the car will still start and it's in a parking lot by itself. There was my car just there. And I drove home in silence. <laughs> well, yeah, you were like, I guess I will not be putting I in. I never in life have seen that girl again. No, here's what I needed. to. I need to know that she lived. Cause she I, got into a car with Huggy Bear. Got in the car with Huggy Bear. I don't. I. I, I you. I don't think Sam. You got to do me a favor. I mean, granted, she knew him, but holy smoke, Asaurus Rex! You yeah. got to go on Facebook after this and just go. Okay, she she's three kids. She's fine. Yeah. She works at the bank. Uh, this <laughs> if is you want to see her the fire with me and left with Huggy Bear, please friend me. Uh Please friend me. Remember when I was 16 and I didn't mark where and you didn't remember either because you were also a child. Uh, And then a grown up adult man came over and said, I'll drive you home 40 miles from here. And you got in the car car. just hoping that you lived. Oh, my God. You got to be alive. I don't care. about. Please. No, he's I mean, he's died of old age. He was probably 50. You know, it would be funny if she sent me a picture of her and her adult kid. Right. Right, right. Maybe she's maybe she's like Dane Cook, where she ended up marrying him when he was 50 and she was 23. Anyway, um, the first one, the next concert, the very second, the very second time I go to see Earth, Wind and Fire is the next What year is it? Cleveland. It's January of 1978. I'm in my freshman year at Kent State. Kent State, Kent, Ohio is like 15 miles from Richfield Coliseum where they came back to. Okay, closer. The concert was supposed to be in January of that year, but we had a big snowstorm the day of the concert. So they postponed it until February. Okay. And I'm in my dorm. I've got two tickets and I don't have anybody to go with. And I'm kind of embarrassed because it's down to like, I'm getting ready to leave. 
Right. And then, and there is a certain point where you feel, can I go to like now I would go to a concert alone. Yeah. Matter of fact, I might enjoy it more because then I could leave after I see the nine songs I want to see. Yeah. And then, well, well, for me, the big thing was enjoy the concert. Remember where your freaking car is. That's it. I was going to ask. Okay. So, so I'm getting ready to walk out the dorm and I see this young lady sitting in our lobby and I know her, her name is Peggy. We called her Pammy. And the reason why I knew her is because she was dating one of the guys in my dorm that I actually went to high school with, a guy named Michael. So I was like, Pammy, why are you sitting down here? And she was like, well, uh, I thought I was going to see Earth, Wind and Fire, but Michael, but he said he couldn't go. And I was like, oh, well, I got an extra ticket. And she was like, do you? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, come on, we're going to be late. We get in the car, we drive, we park. I look up to see where I'm supposed to, you know, they have. Right. Make a note. Seven. I'm like, okay, remember C7. What I, in the, in the, we get in there and I see my uncle and aunt who are like the nicest, calmest, like the last people I thought I'd ever see at a concert for Earth right. and Fire. And they're all dressed. My uncle's got this leather. My uncle was lit. He was yeah. On fire. Hey, yes. look, at you. look who that he got a girl with him. He ain't never <laughs> got a girl. Look at him. He got a girl. You know? They're all you know, kind of embarrassing me, you know. What I found out, Jackie, was so Pammy and Michael, they were dating, but Michael went to the show with some other girl, and Pammy wanted to see who it was. And here I was, just the right person to come along to give her a chance to host oh. that show. And she was looking for him. She didn't care about Earth, Wind, and Fire. She was looking. I, for I like. I like that your first go-to. She didn't care about. She. It wasn't. She didn't care about you. She didn't yeah. care about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I wasted I, I, a I, ticket on someone who didn't care about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I, I knew. Made, I knew she didn't care about me. It was like, you oh, know, come on. She just made me look good in front of my aunt and uncle. I know. Oh, and she so was the, trying to find Michael. Right. And, and they ended up confront. It, it was you know confrontation it, at the. Con- concert mm-hmm. yeah it, you're it, like do not ruin this concert for me like, i have you know, come to see a huggy bear when i need him why don't he come up <laughs> right i don't want to go home with her now you know like I, <laughs> right and i'm sure the drive home with her was yeah, not you know, I explain to michael why i took her you know like you know it, it, right so i thought okay never go to an earth wind and fire concert <laughs> anyone Never yeah. introduce a third. Well, the next okay. time I saw them was uh, years later here in Denver, 97, the Sinbad Soul Music Festival at Fiddler's Green. And I went by myself. Okay. I had a great time. And then you, I had a, you had the time of your life because you could do is, did you get better tickets? Because if you could buy yeah. one ticket, yeah. you yeah. might you get like. Yourself, you get really good seats. It was actually a comp ticket. Uh, and I was in uh, row T. That's not bad. That's not yeah. that's ground floor roti. Yeah, like 20, 20 rows back. Considering I'd always been up at the top. So I'm moving my way down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I go to see him again in 98. I go to see him again in 2001 with Shaka Khan. I go see him again in 2002 uh, with uh, some special guest. I don't know who. Then I saw Earth. him with Chicago. Okay. They, they, and so all those horns and, oh, it was just an amazing Even more show. horns. Yeah. But but here's here's the other one. Two thousand at Red Rocks Amphitheater, which holds oh. ninety five hundred people, almost two. I finally found somebody that I wanted to go to the show with, and I finally found the best. I was in row five. Wow! 
it's going to be the greatest night. I'm with this young lady, uh, you know, that, that I really liked. And I thought, yeah. oh, wow, this is going to be great. We get there. The opening act finishes up. Everybody's sitting around waiting, anticipating. Uh, now we're like, okay, this is a little long for a wait. Yeah. Then after about 45 minutes, Philip Bailey comes on stage and everybody's like cheering. Yeah, here we go. And Philip says, I'm sorry to tell you that we cannot perform tonight because our soundboard melted. It was so hot today that the soundboard melted. But we promise we will come back later in the year. This was August of 2000. 2000. So I'm thinking, okay. I look at her. I was like, okay, babe, we'll just come back whenever they come back. Me and you, me and you. Right now, I know I got a date, a future date with her. Right. Uh, well, I was a sports writer at the time, uh, writing for a newspaper in town, the Rocky Mountain News. Um, Stand up comics have had all the jobs, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I, hadn't even started. I, I, I think I had only done stand up like twice in my life at that point. OK. Um, they call me in the office. The editor calls me in the office and says, hey, um, we're going to have to send you to Sydney, Australia to cover the Olympics. We need you to cover track. The guy who was covering track bailed right i wasn't a part of the original olympic plan right right but your free trip to sydney australia all of a sudden i'm covering the most glamorous sport thing (laughs) yeah i had to rush to get a passport i didn't have a passport get all this stuff done in a very short window like like three hours to get my potential and now i'm happy i'm going to sydney australia to cover the olympics three weeks like you said free all this stuff is great I'm driving home, turn on the radio, and the guy's on the radio saying, the Earth, Wind, and Fire concert that was originally scheduled for August, whatever date, has now been rescheduled for September 5th. And I'm just like, yeah, September, body, uh, say, wait, whoa, I'm going to be in Sydney, Sydney, Australia. You can't, can't, no, no. Now the girl is calling me. Can I have the tickets? And I was like, no, you can't have the tickets. What are you going to do? Take some other dude? No, Uh you can't. So I ended up missing them uh, because I. Because you went to Sydney, Australia, right? Yeah. yeah. Because here's the thing I love a band. Uh, Sydney, Australia, kind of a once in a lifetime, three weeks for free. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I see you also went to see them in 2002. So, uh, <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, but not row five, I, maybe, and this, not with this that. Is how woman. far I went after that? Okay, I got back to the states. My editor said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna give you a week off. You did an incredible job." And I'm not bragging, but I no. cut back and yeah. I, I, I did an incredible job. I did, and uh, and I said, "No, I'll take that week off at the end of the year if you don't mind." And he said, "Yeah." And I found out Earth, Wind and Fire was playing in Las Vegas and I got in touch with their manager and he left me a ticket to see them at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. Oh, that's 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 where the meet and greet happened. Well, that's no, where I mean, you, I, he, didn't, he didn't leave me a meet and greet there. OK, but, he, he got but you me. initiated contact now. Yeah. Now, you know, the manager. Yeah. Now I, I, I know, you know, I know who to call. Right, uh, right. Yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't abuse that privilege. But no, no. Anytime, anytime they would come to town, I was going to see them. But I always bought a ticket. Always I'm bought a ticket. I'm going to try to tie this up. Do it, respect, do it respectfully. You get a nice bonus, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I like I, I wouldn't call him. Uh, no. I, I would just, you know, and I would always go by myself. I would, I would go to see these shows by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2014, I'm at Comedy Works South. 
Okay. I headlined the show. And after the show, this guy walks up to me and he says, hey, man, I really enjoyed your show. Uh, my name is Ralph. I'm with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I was like, um, I don't recognize you. <laughs> you know, You're like, I don't think you understand how big of an Earth, Wind, and Fire you, fan you, I am. I've never heard of a band to say you. <laughs> you know, you, you should have told me you was with somebody and else. Anything I else? Earth, Wind, and Fire. I right? know those guys. I know what they look. I know what the keyboard player looks like. I know what the trumpet player looks. Like. What do you play? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, no, I actually do a lot of, uh, you know, work with them. Like when they travel, I, I arrange, you know. You know the, right. Oh, he's like a tour manager kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> but we exchanged numbers. And I said, so if I want to see the band, like any place, I could call you. you. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so if I want to see them in California, he's like, yeah. So, uh, so we exchanged numbers. And, uh, and I was dating somebody at the time. This was April. So in May, I called them up and said, hey, the band's playing in Vegas. I want to surprise my girl with the, uh, you know, I'm going to come to Vegas and I want to take her to see the show. Dude gave me two tickets and left, you know, backstage. I and said, then backstage. I had no idea that we were going to Vegas, let alone see Earth, Wind & Fire. Right, right, right. And uh that's where it started. Now, and, whenever I go, I only go see him out of town. I don't even like. I don't like to see him in Denver. I like. Well, because it's it's too it's too big. And if yeah. you could see him in Vegas at the House of Blues, that's what is that a thousand people, twelve hundred yeah, people? Yeah. And there was somebody yeah. in my seat that night too in Vegas, and I was just like, uh, "That's my seat. That's and my she seat." Like, she was like, "But I can't see from my seat." And I'm like, "Well, then you need to talk to the manager." Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> You just don't take my seat, you know, but uh, so, yeah, I've just been fortunate to just, you know, pretty much since 2014. And uh, and and they always sound good. They just always sound good. And has the band changed much like like because it's been 50 years, there must be new members and they're swapping people out all the time. And it's somebody's kid is now in it. You know, I mean, this is this is generational. um, They've got. Okay, well, the main three uh, are uh, this is Philip. I'll show you. Okay, Phillip. that's Philip Bailey there, and that's right. the Ralph that I told you about. Oh, nice. You know, and I can never post this picture unless he's in it. Like sometimes I want to crop him out. Yeah, yeah. You hey, know, Philip Bailey, and he'll see. You know, on all the social media platforms. So, right. uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Ralph, Ralph is like, "Pretty sure I'm also standing next to you." Is that yeah. is that are we not that's friends? My shoulder, that's my that's my Earth Wind and Fire coat. <laughs> uh, but uh Ralph Johnson, Philip Bailey, and Verdine are the three remaining uh originals. And they've okay. been for over 50 years. Um right. but, uh they've got a uh uh they've got a lead guitar player, Morris O'Connor, who's been with them for over 20 years. Okay. All their horns have been with them now for over 20 years. Right. Uh, David Whitworth, one of the singers and percussionists, has been there for about 15 or 20 years. Okay. Where they uh, get a little bit of uh, frequency More. and change is, uh, oh, and their drummer, John Paris, he's been with them over 20 years. Okay. Uh, but their, but their uh, rhythm guitar player seems to change more often than not. I think a little more turnover in the rhythm guitar. Yeah. I think, I think Serge, uh, who's with them now, he's a Russian. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's been with them for about five or six years. Okay. Uh, 
And then Philip Bailey's son, Philip Jr., has been with them for about six or seven years. Right. Uh, so uh, he had to finish but, school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he had to repeat Latin once the. Oh, right, right. As soon as he graduated from. Yes. And so so now I have um, you're going to make me uh, a sort of five. You you sent me five. I usually ask for anything less than eight. It was like eight songs of a band. And you sent me a playlist, right? Yeah. Of your of five of your favorite songs. Well, it I actually I, I sent just like like I think it's ended up being like 17. I I just it was, it was in a pack. Oh, fair enough. Well, that and that's I, tricky of you. That, once you hear one or two, you want to hear more. That is uh, that is the implication that I've been told. Uh, last week's episode was about the trombone, and I asked um, I think it's Antonio to send me eight songs. One of the songs he sent me was a symphony that was an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear the good trombone part. <laughs> and it, it was cool. So, but I will, okay, well, I will, I will post that playlist. And yeah. so I have heard, I have heard of some of these songs, um, but I, I can't wait to, are they all like shining stars, serpentine fire? Yeah. J- Jupiter, mighty, mi- mighty, mighty. Yeah. And fantasy fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I purposely did not include uh, the ballads, you know, uh, after the love is gone. Because you don't like roller skating backwards. Why? What? Why? Why is it? Uh, when I when I think of Earth, Wind and Fire, I always think of, uh, you know, the upbeat, the funk and the. and yeah, OK, I, mean, I love the ballads. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, my son might be on this earth because of one of those ballads, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, Do you ever tear up? Because those, remember that Here I Go Again from White Snake? Yeah. And, and always, I always sing it in sort of a crying whine because I'm just like, we're going to make some money. Here I go again. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, the, the one song that, like, and I've seen them so many times, but right. the one song that really, uh, kind of pushes a button for me is uh that's the way of the world and then that's the title track to the album that really surged earth wind and fire into prominence okay you know and i don't have that one down there but that, i include that as a as a ballad more or less it's a slow song but it's a song with meaning uh you know they're, they're you know just basically trying to say that uh you know no matter how bad the past was uh, the, the, the present and the future could be better if there's love, you know? Right. Right. That'll, that, and that's very beautiful. That's, uh, and well, that one, you know, they call that, they call that song, their national anthem that, you know, like when you go to see them at, at oh. a concert, they'll say uh, time for the national anthem and everybody knows what song is coming, you know? And do they play that song, uh, in on the encore? Cause you know, the encore is usually right. like their, no, they play it during the middle. That's the thing about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, they play all their hits. They don't have any problem. They're just like, I am going to play Piano Man. You're like, yeah. okay, you, you know, when they finish and you know they're coming out for an encore, you literally have to stand there and go, okay, they played this, this, this. Like, what did they leave? Because right. you know, uh, it feels like they played everything because they, they'll do a 75 to 90 minute set. And there's and there's not a lot of banter. They're just like, we're just going to rock and just play. Yeah, and, they don't, and they don't play like the whole song for every song. OK, 
the transition into not for me as the former musician and the guy that has seen them so many times, I'm always curious, you know, how are they going to do this song this time and being fortunate enough to uh, get backstage and have conversations. Yeah. Some of those guys, uh, I was telling one of the comedians uh, here in Denver about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Her name is uh, Georgia Comstock. I don't know if you've worked with Georgia. Uh, Georgia Comstock has the greatest uh, joke about having red hair yeah. that I've ever. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's OK. Well, Georgia was uh, we were talking and and, uh, and I was telling her how um, I love talking to musicians about how they perform the same song over and over and over and over again. Like, don't you get tired of it? You know, right. I, right. I was like, don't y'all get tired of doing shine and star. I mean, I would just be sick of that song, you know? Uh, and, and uh, the drummer uh, and now, you know, just the singer Ralph, he says, man, what we do is we change how we perform it so many different times. So it never sounds the same. Okay how we do it. And, and, and I apply that to comedy. Like, yeah, you know, you got a couple bits that are like your signature you know, bit. You got to do them. And uh, after a while, you just kind of walk out there and like, right. how, do <laughs> how do I find a way to make it fun for me to mm-hmm. actually do it? So that's what he was saying. They do it in a way that makes it fun for them. But it's still recognizable as the yeah, song, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes they might play it in a more up tempo. Uh, sometimes they might they, they slow, slow it down. It down. Horns will take some horn rips from another song and just kind of throw it in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm like I said, being a horn guy, I'll hear it and I'm like, oh man, they just took that one from. I, I know where that you know, but, but the audience in general, they don't. Yeah, know. yeah, I'm yeah. Detail. I'm like, okay. Oh wow. Do- that- are there people that you run into at the at the shows that are other fans that you're like, oh, there's that woman who comes every time? <laughs> no, uh, you have not recognized. That's why I like going out of town, because I, I figure I'm not going to see anybody I know. <laughs> right. Your aunt and uncle are not going to show up. I saw them in Memphis uh, back in 2019. I, I had a gig uh, outside of Nashville the next night and they were <laughs> in Memphis. So I called up and. Went and I wound up sitting next to the family of uh Verdine White, the bass player. Oh, fun. It was really weird because he's got a sister that like dead ringer. I was like, this the whole night, you know. And then I right. after the show, we're backstage, and I'm like, oh man. That's- were they were they nice about him? Oh, oh yeah. We, that's it, great. I once we were singing, we were singing along and, and they were oh, looking, that's- they were looking at me like uh they got this. They don't need you. <laughs> Come on. That's what I would. That's why I go to see the band. I want to sing along. And um, what uh, I opened for Brian Regan sometimes. And one of his sisters, the first time I met her, she was like, so you're going up too." And I said, yeah, she said, good, because we're going to need some good comedy. And I look at Brian Regan and I'm like, so this happens at Brian Regan levels. And he goes, it's my sister. What are you going to do? And uh, <laughs> so. He's like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, it happens. And um, so. I know. So, um, oh, God, dang it. I had a I had a a pertinent, a pertinent earth, wind and fire. Oh, I know. Like if people wanted there's two. I got two remaining questions and we only had like 10 minutes. So but it's but they're big questions. If people wanted to watch documentaries or listen to interviews, do you have favorite interviews and documentaries that that you can remember or should they just Google it? Well, there's actually one that the band did. 
uh, they did themselves. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I don't, I think it's called shining star. Okay. That makes sense. I think, I think Google, if you Google earth, wind and fire and documentaries, it's going to come up, but, 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 and I think there's a book by the same title, but, but I mean, the band, uh, uh, the founder, Earth, uh, Maurice White, did one. He was included in one. So you're getting okay. authentic word from he. He had uh, Parkinson's, uh, and he oh. passed away about four or five years ago, I think. Okay. Uh, and um, but but he was able to uh, articulate quite well during the documentary, uh, and, and gives a history that you know, way better than I would ever be able to. Right, right, right. So, but if, but if people do like the idea of sort of the personalities of the band yeah. and want to yeah. know yeah. kind you, of more anecdotes, out the inspiration of the pyramids and uh, you know uh, how they crossed over because, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, they had just been a regular R and B band. Right. And then all of a sudden the whole country and then countries Yep. To them. And now all of a sudden they got to, you know, keep it going. And everybody wanted, it seemed in the music business, wanted a piece of their sound or wanted to contribute to them, uh, write for them. David Foster, the great uh, music writer, wrote After the Love is Gone with a guy oh, wow. that uh, still plays for Chicago, Bill Champlin, you know, like, like, you know, people were writing songs for them. They had their own little offshoots. Uh, there's a singing group called The Emotions. At three, uh, if you ever listen to the song Boogie Wonderland, and you're yep. singing in the back, you know, those women are a singing group called The Emotions, and they would tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Earth, Wind, and Fire was writing their music. So Earth, right. Wind, and Fire was writing music, you know, trying to produce others while cultivating a new sound because they went into the disco era. Yeah, that's right literally had to change their sound because disco blew up so bad. Yeah. And rap was creeping up coming around the bend. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for them, they were right in that period. Well, man, we like doing our R and B and our funk, but we got to, Right, right. We would also like to continue to make giant bank because there's 10 of us. And uh, they talk about that and how they navigated that whole, uh, time and place of, of, of music uh, and, and remain relevant. And still, when you say earth, wind and fire, people are going to go wherever they are. Right, right. Well, and I just looked it up on uh, 2001, the official story, earth, wind and fire shining. It's called shining stars, the official earth, wind and Sti- uh, earth, wind and fire story. And it's from 2001. So um, everybody was still alive. And a lot of the band was yeah. still original. Maurice White toured i think maybe uh until around that time and then they did a couple of studio albums they haven't done many in the 21st century but he was on and i mean singing okay so he that and he uh, sang until about the mid 2000s and then he just kind of stayed in the background producing and those type of things right so would you say if someone was going to I mean, granted, there's probably a best of Earth, Wind and Fire album out there, right? Right, about 17 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So they are called. There's another, you know, called best. And they're just like best of, best of, best of, because it's 50 years. Better than the last best of, (laughs) best of the best of. uh, Right, right, right. Because 50 years of, of performing 
new music and they and they're constantly performing new music. Is that correct? Well, no, they, they haven't put out a, 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 a new. A new album. I, I, I always struggle to say album because we got like EP, LP, you know, but they haven't put out anything new since I think 2014. OK, that's the last sort of new but the, stuff. But the thing is, their old stuff is ageless, timeless. Yeah, um, they don't need to you go to see, you, when you go to see Earth, Wind and Fire, you're going to because you want to hear them sing the hits. Yeah. And you're going to. <laughs> well, that is that is super cool. Sam, it's I don't know. Uh, is there anything else? We're almost at an hour. So is there anything you else want to? Well, um, if there's anybody watching that wants to go see Earth, Wind and Fire with me. <laughs> Right. Tweet at him, you guys, but don't tweet at him. Instagram message him because he's not. No, it's just, it, was, it was just, you know, when we talked in the green room and, and yeah, this up and then and I looked and I thought and and and, and really it was the next day uh, looking and, and gathering all these cassettes. And, and, and I, I was just like, man, I am a dork about her. <laughs> right. Because you know, initially. Picket stubs. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? You Nothing's know? wrong with you. This and is I a celebration. And I thought, you know what? I went from the very top of the third level of Richfield Coliseum mm-hmm. to backstage. backstage. Yep. All that's left is for them to go, hey, we need someone to play trumpet on this. No, here's what's left. And I've said it to them. And, and they, and they, Ralph, gives me grief. Yeah. You know what's left for me? Uh, I need to either open for you or you need to open for me. Right. Do they ever have, sometimes people have. And and Ralph Johnson, he goes, uh, uh, he was told this the first time. Yeah. His response was, yeah, but is he funny? Oh. I was like, oh, so I just have to prove that I'm funny. Here's I I don't know if you've ever opened for music, uh, but it is not fun. The audience is not interested at all in seeing stand-up comedy prior to their I, I rock went experience. About an eight-year stretch here mm-hmm. locally. Yeah, uh, little venue called Hudson Gardens, and they would bring in groups. Uh, uh, used to be local bands, and then they got a little bit bigger, and they started bringing in these acts from the '60s and '70s, like Herman's Hermits, and, uh, and then it moved up to Heart. Uh, three dog night. They would bring these groups from the sixties and seventies because that area where it was at, you know, you had a lot of people, my age range. And, so yep. and, uh, and, and I was doing a side gig at a radio station. I had a sports talk radio show. And, uh, and so the company that, you know, housed all those stations, uh, their talent was asked to MC these concerts and nobody wanted to MC the concert. Right. Uh, these old groups, three dog night, they might die on this one. You know, I don't want to be on that, you know, but I had just started doing stand up, and I was like, man, stage time, stage time. And you're a radio guy. So yeah. I'm in front you, of 2000 people, right? 2000 people. All I got to do is tell them where the bathrooms are, no smoking allowed, where the food is. And then I still got like eight minutes. They would give me 10 minutes. Yep. I ended up being their house MC for eight years so wow I got, I got tired of them i was just like okay the bat y'all know where the bathrooms are you don't need me um, right they don't and that is i opened once for anita baker yeah and they could not have been more confused yeah they were just like this is not what's happening what's she and, doing here? 
Right. It was, it was playing a song. Get up. If you don't know, are you going to sing a song? Make it sing. Right. And it's like, and why is this like 25, 30 year old white woman? What is she? She doesn't know Jack. And I was like, hello, you are the finest. I feel like I've been a white man's burden. Uh, You know who she is. She sang that song at one time. Remember that? You know, remember her? Yeah. Peppermint. You remember that? I need to sing a song about peppermint now, please. And uh, okay, Sam Adams, you've done vital work. It has been an hour. Thank you so much. It was really fun working with you at the Comedy Works in Denver. And this has been a delight learning about Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, Rangers, here's the scoop. Sam Adams is at samadamsdoescomedy.com. And it's at samadamsdoescomedy everywhere you would want to follow him on Instagram and such. And uh, see him do live stand up. And um, thank you so much for doing the show. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'll come to their town soon. But thank you. I appreciate you having me here in the dork forest. And and I've been wanting to get that story out about that girl and Huggy Bear. This is therapeutic, girl. Thank you. First podcast ever. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay. Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?